Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The wellness breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the wellness guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the country place. 10 acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17 to 19. It's each and every single one of you are gonna support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. This episode of 100 Not Out proudly brought to you by the 2017 Greek Island Longevity Retreat to Ikaria, the island where people forget to die. To find out more and to join Damien, myself and an intimate group of 100 Not Outers, go to www.100notout.com. That's 100notout.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it is a great honor and privilege to be with weight loss royalty right now. He's the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He has helped people shed hundreds of thousands of kilograms over their life. Mr. Damien Christoph, welcome to 100 Not Out. Thanks, Marx. Thanks, the, Marcus Pierce. For, for, Thanks, for, mate. For, I was going to say the 195th time or whatever number episode this is, but Damo, this time of year, yeah, I, uh, you know, I've been down in Melbourne for a few days and um, my sisters are doing a... Um, exercise and weight loss program at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think my mum is as well. Might put Mother Darling in this. They're all doing it together mm -hmm. uh, because there is a family trip on the horizon <laughs> of course, in 2016. Yeah. Yep. And they are committed to improving their wonderful bodies. Their physique. Their physique yep. um, whilst they do it. And I know that... Smooth some curves. Smooth some curves. All of the above. I know they're not alone. I know there are there's a lot of people, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people worldwide, worldwide right now, as 2016 comes to a close, <laughs> that the value of uh, look, beauty, feeling, has risen um, a few notches. Yeah. And uh, as someone said to me the other day, people are losing weight f for the stranger that they'll be sitting next to beside the pool over Christmas holidays and not for their husbands or wives or children and that oh 
<laughs> Did someone say that to you the other day? Well, it's an interesting, interesting uh, debate discussion to have. Are men and women out there doing programs and attempting to lose weight for how they're going to feel in front of the peer stranger mm -hmm. in the pool or on the beach over summer? Is that driving them more than what their husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, or child's going to think? That's an amazing question. So many things come up when you ask that question. It's probably right, isn't it? Like most people are doing it for uh, to feel comfortable in an environment. You already feel comfortable with your significant other person, right? They love you for who you are. They love you for everything that you do. Whether we've got a bit of this or whether we don't have a bit of this. Whether you've got a pooch in your mankini or you're, uh, or whether you are trim, taut, and terrific. Yeah. They love you for it. What's interesting is that uh, many people become self-conscious in an environment where they get their kit off, down to their bathers, swimsuit, um, and they're surrounded by other people that they feel might be judgmental. Interestingly, right, John D. Martini often says mm -hmm. that uh, the way you feel is often the way other people feel. So in a relationship, if you feel disgruntled, frustrated, agitated, unloved, the other person's probably feeling disgruntled, agitated, frustrated, unloved. Mm, nice. This is good. Could it be that the reason why people are so trying so hard to look good at the pool is because when they see someone who doesn't look good at the pool, they're a bit judgmental. And so people are fearful then of themselves being judged by others. And so if they wow. look better, yeah. they have a lower risk of being judged. Which if they look great, they still get judged anyway, don't they? Yeah, well that's, well that's true, but they might feel better about themselves and so they're, they're not, um, yeah, people don't like to be the lowest common denominator, do they? Yeah. No one wants to be the lowest, you don't wake up in the morning going, I'm oh, working boy. hard today, in fact I'm going to work so not hard to make sure that I ensure that I am yeah. the lowest common, common denominator. denominator, you don't want to be that. No. So you always want to be better than someone, you want to be able to go, well at least I'm not that bad. Mm. Well, yeah, I'm a bit out of shape, but at least I don't look that bad makes me think of when you're talking That's about isn't it? Um, other people and you're talking about dressing down, like when we go from, you know, uh, jeans and long sleeve top to budgie smugglers, as you so wonderfully did mm. um, recently. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just that, it's also going to a ball, a wedding, um, uh, um, a function where there's a, a dress code and generally there's concern about how do I look? What will other people think? Yeah. Um, so it's not just about. Have I worn this dress before? Yeah. Have I worn this dress before? Yeah. Um, yeah. All of that. It's true. So it and and I don't know if that's around. That can be partly around the size and shape of our body, or it could also be around the fashion of the day or the mm. trends and mm. and the rest of it. Um, wow. This is interesting. I wonder how many people are actually thinking about this right now. Why are they healthy and why are they dressing in what they're dressing in and why what's are they... The, what's the reason that they want to do this? Mm. So I suppose getting back to weight loss, there's many reasons why you might want to do weight loss. Yep, there's the aesthetics reason, lying in next to a pool, next to someone you don't know, what are they thinking about you? Uh, those sorts of things, they're kind of more emotional reasons, aren't they? And that's not going to inspire you forever though, is it? No. It's, it's, no. That'll run out, surely. Yeah. You run out of petrol on what everyone else thinks. Pleasing others. 
Yeah. And maybe that's why it goes so up and down for a lot of people. Mm. They're worried what everyone else thinks and they realize that they're in a disempowered way, they can't do anything about it, so they fall off the wagon and then something happens or an event's coming up and then they, you know, worried what everyone else thinks, so they go get back on the train and then that event finishes and then so they don't, not so they don't worry about what everyone else thinks, but it's no longer a factor. Yeah. Um, so then the next trip comes along or the next wedding and the next 21st or whatever it is. Yeah, ebb and flows. And you know, often those things are the, they're the shiny lights, the shiny objects. And so those shiny objects are usually what tend to motivate people to do things, but not necessarily inspire people to do things. So they're motivated because they want to look good, feel good, uh, maybe lose a few kilos before they get their blood test for cholesterol, whatever. You mm. know, mm. It's, it, that's a motivation as opposed to an inspiration. Big difference between the two, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. then with, with, you know, a lot of, so the, the short-term programs that are out there, you know, that, which they all serve a purpose. I often, when people register um, for the Exceptional Life Blueprint, they get the 28 Days Lose Weight with Forage program. Oh, do they? they get, oh, cool. Um, Is that still going? I don't know if you knew that. I think I've actually taken that down. Oh, gosh. Well, everyone that's... Do you email it out? Or is it a link? Um, yeah, they get the link emailed out. Yeah, it's gone. We'll troubleshoot that after the recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also get Lawrence's 30 Day to Wellness program. Right. And, and, and the, my question is, a lot of these short-term programs mm -hmm. serve a great purpose for getting people for, to help the rubber hit the road type thing and to really start to create a lifestyle. Yeah. But, so the benefit of it is that it gets people started. What happens, in my observation, is people get to the end of that, so many people um, drop off a diet, they drop off a, a lifestyle um, because they haven't developed an inspiration to keep them going. Mm -hmm. So what's the missing link? I mean, normally you would think that if you've eaten well for 28 days, or if you've moved your body for 28 days, you're gonna see some pretty big benefits that make a difference in your life. You might have a better relationship with your kids, with your spouse, with your work, with your colleagues, and with yourself. Um, but inevitably, we're talking about it with, say, reading books as well, most people drop off the perch. Mm, mm. They do. And well, you said this, what? I think you said this the other day, people are motivated by pain. I'm sure you said that. Mm, we are. So when it's no longer time. painful, then you don't need to really go much further. You know, so you get that first 8 to 10, 15 kilos off, you could get another 30 off, but it's no longer as painful. Mm. So it's no longer as, uh, as as big a deal, I suppose you could say. Because people focus on the on, on all of the benefits of losing that 8 to 10 kilos and they always bask in that glory. Yeah, I lost 8 to 10 kilos. Rather than go, this extra 30 kilos is not good enough. It's stopping me from X, Y and Z yep. and actually connecting to that the next which level. will drive. Yeah. You know, I'm still spending too much money on soft drink. We could be going on family holidays with all the soft drink that I'm spending money on. Yeah, true. Or, yeah. Um, I can't get around, I still park walking a block or whatever it is. So in your observation, it's that the victory, and LT talks about this a lot, is that he just doesn't do victories. He, he might experience victory, but seconds after it occurs, he's like, right, move on. What's next? And maybe, really? Yep. Wow. Yeah. He's, um, he's unreal. He's a ninja. Unbelievable. But um, that might be too short. I like to, to celebrate the victories. Yep. With Love table it. tennis and beer and chips, um, but <laughs> That's right. some some people don't celebrate much. Some people maybe celebrate too much, yep. and forget that there's still 
in some respects, large room for improvement. Well, there's the reward gratification thing, isn't there? You know, immediate gratification. I've done something, you deserve so much, mm. you know. And, and we see people reward themselves with food quite often. And when you're trying to lose weight and then you reward yourself with food, that's a big trap. You know, there's a big psychology thing there, a big psychology gap. So yeah, you know, you lose the weight, congratulations. Definitely worth celebrating. But it's probably worth celebrating with something other than food and alcohol because food and alcohol is gonna drive um, a shift in your mindset towards the foods that probably, you know, aren't gonna sustain that significant shift. Mm. And you're better off actually finding something else to celebrate with. So that could be time with friends could or family. Going shopping, going, going shopping, get yourself some new clothes. Go to the movies, that's right. Don't buy the popcorn and Coke. You know, just kind of go, find ways to make yourself feel good in terms of reward and celebration that don't revolve around a, a massive calorie yeah. load. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it's so interesting. That don't revolve going back to the thing which you actually wanted to stop. So, and as, right. and as you say that, I think of the shorter the challenge, so if it's 28 days, a month, whatever it is, um, Really, people talk about how long it takes to, to develop a habit, but really, the temptations are still massive after 28 or 30 days. Yeah. I've got a family friend who's been off alcohol for a year. She's looking forward to one glass of champagne. She's noticed how, how different her body feels, how much energy she has, the weight that she's lost, and the rest. Yeah. But she's not going, she's not saying, I can't wait to get smashed. Mm. Do you know what I mean? She's actually saying, "I just want to have a, I just want to have one drink, just to celebrate." Does that become a slippery slope, though? Could, or, could it be? Could you know? Like I, it could actually be because when we talked, when we spoke with Stu the other day, who did we speak to? Who did we speak to in London? Andy Ramage. Andy, <laughs> Stu. One year no beer. Sorry, Andy. Um, Andy Ramage. We spoke to Andy about one year no beer. He's at what five years now or something? Yeah, two and a half years. Cheapest. Yeah. That's my memory. No, no, because I was saying I went five years without. Oh, that's what I was. Yeah, two and a half years. Yeah. yeah, mixing, mixing my words up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, two and a half years. He's, he's almost so mindset solid around not having any alcohol for fear that he may then go back to drinking more alcohol because it could actually, you know, set off a slippery slope. It's you know, and this is this is a really fascinating thing about human behaviour, is that. And, you know, when we spoke with Betty Green earlier on, she said, it's okay to indulge every now and then, but don't be overindulgent. And that whole concept of moderation, which I think, you know, everyone said, oh, it's all gone out the window. Oh, it's gone too far. There's no such thing as moderation in moderation. You can't have everything in moderation because it just doesn't work. It's the understanding of the effect of something on your food. Just because you can have everything in moderation doesn't mean you have to have everything. Everything. Yeah. So. Well, let's use yeah. a real life example. Okay. Um, I think this is fascinating. We came back from our event, yep. both tired. Yep. Um, table tennis table was out. Yep. We were due to put it away because Amber was coming home. Yep. We played a few games of table tennis. Yep. Cracked open a beer. Yep. And then all of a sudden, I heard the rustle, rustle, crinkle, crinkle. Yep. Of a bag in the kitchen. Yep. Which I haven't heard that rustle, rustle, crinkle, crinkle. Forever. For a long time. Yeah, we had some chips left over from Jackson's 16th birthday party. You had a whole bunch of different um, oh, of kids over here and 30 people. You got to try and feed 30 hungry, you know, teenage mouths. And we had some chips left over. So I thought, oh, why don't we just crack over some chips and have it with a beer? We were, it's not something that you do. Like <laughs> we, could, we were trying to figure out when was the last time we played table tennis 
with a beer and chips. I know, right? And we could we both could have come up could. with the time. It was back in our teenage years. That's a long time ago. So, and you know, you could feel guilty about that. But oh, I'm getting on a slippery really... slope, Damien. Well, we probably won't get on a slippery slope because the I realised the table's gone. The table's gone. It's a big empty space here. But I don't drink much or if any beer really. It was just that there was two beers in the fridge, one left over from the uh, then from. Oh, what was it? It might have been my birthday last Six year. Six months ago. <laughs> it have been my birthday last year. It was a Stella. And then uh, there was a Phillip Island beer there that was yeah. left over from when my dad came over the other day. You know. That's the thing. There are two random beers. Two random beers. Two random events from the past. I know, right? So, beer. We'll just have a beer. Table tennis. So, not, we're certainly not trying to justify that because we don't feel any need to justify I think it's just important to know that as a human being, uh, we do have all of these options available to us. Now, we could have gone down the road to Macca's or gone to KFC, it's just across the road. Could have done those things. And if you stop at that one event and you kind of go, well, that's it, that, that's just been done, that's probably not going to be too big of an issue in the grand scheme of things when you, you know, translate to 30,000 days in your life-ish, <laughs> right? Uh, it's just one moment, one meal out of all of that. So you kind of go, well, you know, perhaps it's not too bad. But if you went on the slippery slope and kept on doing that every day, yep. playing table tennis, having chips and beer, it's likely that that would cause a problem. And that's where I think the slope is more slippery after 28 days yep. than it is after, say, 365 days. Sure. Because that commitment generally is going to reduce volatility, whereas in the 28 days, working out is friggin' hard, or yeah. eating healthy if it's been unhealthy is hard. And that, that volatility is still there, the challenge from peer group, from family, from kids, time, work, all the rest of it. Yeah. The, not that the demons are still there, but the constant um, resilience it takes to get through each day is difficult. But for most people that you speak to after a year of some type of new lifestyle, the emotional attachment to certain foods or alcohol seems to be much less. Yep. The only time in my observation the slippery slope comes if you've been out of it for a long time is when a stressful environment hits. So I tend to, I know people that have gone three years without a cigarette and then they've lost a family member yeah and and a slippery and that's would you have done that no no you didn't do you didn't have a smoke the other day no 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 no. i thought you talked about a friend of yours (laughs) like myself (laughs) (laughs) um no but something that really rocks people to their core if if it's if they're not emotionally unprepared for it but if they if it's if it's very novel some people go back to almost a more primitive primitive being used in a more scientific term like in a in a survival mechanism they will go back to what they did as a what they've been used to in the past whether that was three or five years ago so that is where it generally seems to observe a slippery slope occurring after a long period of time but after a short period of time that's where I think what you say is so important that you don't celebrate by doing something that you stopped or quit just 28 days earlier. Totally. You don't celebrate a diet of 28 days by having a packet of chips, um, a beer, and playing table tennis. Yeah. Because that, I mean, again, I, I said, I think it's probably six years since I played table tennis and had chips, but I wasn't drinking at the time, so it was probably soda water. Yep. Um, and w- we both couldn't figure it out. So I think that's a, that's a massive point, particularly um, at this time of the year. And the other thing with weight loss that I want to ask you is, do you think that this time of the year, the summer, the summer season, mm-hmm. in particular in the southern hemisphere, yeah, is that um, a good like? 
you might say there's never a good time or a bad time, but is that an ideal time to actually make these types of commitments? It's a really easy time of the year to do it because when you've got the opportunity to go outside, uh, it's, it's easier to exercise and move and walk um, in warmer weather than in colder weather, which in itself is a distraction away from eating food because generally most people overeat food when they're bored. So you're less likely to be bored when you're moving. And of course, then you're gonna burn calories, so that'll help you lose weight. But also at this time of the year, we've got beautiful salad vegetables. And salads, because they're so full of water, uh, are a really great filler, very highly nutritious, um, rich in water-soluble vitamins, and, uh, and, and quite often, if you're getting organic, rich in minerals. So you can get a lot of benefit from these sorts of vegetables, the salad vegetables, and they're great to lose weight with. Because when you have foods that are rich in water, you do fill your tummy still, you get satiated, but you have a calorie deficit. So at the end of the day, you'll be eating less food in terms of calories, and uh, and you have to go and seek extra calories in the in the, the, the stores that you've got, in the areas that you have. It's interesting because very, very difficult to spot reduced fat. So it's hard to go, oh, I just wanna lose fat off my thighs, just wanna lose fat off, off my bum, off your, off your pooch. So you, you, those they can go, they can go, but usually it's, it's, it's one of the hard, the, the spot reducing is the hardest thing to do. So yeah, you can target those areas by building muscle, exercising those areas. But generally it's, an, it's a whole body health approach. So, and I often see people that are kind of very, you know, top light and bottom heavy. Um, and in vice versa, you see very top heavy and bottom light. It's not always the case that it's spread evenly all over the body. Mm. Just another, another argument, I suppose, to not take such a short term approach because the body is going to take time to obviously change shape. It takes time um, to heal. 28 days is, doesn't seem like a long time. It takes nine months to grow a baby. Yeah. Nine months. Mm. And we want to lose weight yesterday. Yeah. You know, it's, it might have taken you 10, 15, 20, 30 years to get to where you are now. Um, you've got to at least give yourself nine months because that's how long it takes to make a baby. Nice call. So I think the key is if, you, if you're in the middle of a 28 day program or some type of um, program like that, just make sure that say come week um, three or four at the latest that you've decided what happens on day 29. Yeah, it's kind of hump, you got hump days every single week, but you've got a hump week mm. and uh, that's really important. Yeah, so the vision must extend beyond just that short-term program. Yeah. Damo, thanks again for your insights and your wisdom, particularly this time of year, such a relevant message. And uh, folks, we'd love to know what you think. Go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 not out check out the 2017 greek island longevity retreat that is going to be an incredible experience go to 100 not out that's 100 not out.com june 26th to july 5 in the beautiful greek islands of europe look forward to that one remember to find out more about demo head over to damienchristoff.com myself marcuspierce.com.au and until next time as always continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.